This is Down to Freight, the podcast for enterprise supply chain, logistics, transportation, and warehousing professionals. We capture stories from industry experts who share their lessons learned and business outcomes from their technology investments. If you want to make the most out of your technology initiatives, tune in to uncover what it takes to evaluate and deploy IT projects with minimal hiccups to reduce your total cost of ownership. Down to Freight is hosted by Vector. Welcome to the Down the Freight podcast, where we sit down with transportation, logistics, and supply chain subject matter experts to discuss digital transformation projects. I'm the host of the show, Francis Adanza, and it's a pleasure to welcome Muhammad Imran Tahir, logistics advisor for Aramco Americas. Muhammad, it's great to have you here today. Can you please tell a little bit about yourself, your company, and what you're responsible for at Aramco? Hi, Francis. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, my name is Mohammed Imran Tahir. I work with Aramco Americas as a logistics advisor. been with the company for a little over three and a half years. And uh, I come from a supply chain and freight forwarding background. I've spent some time in the Middle East and uh, been in the U.S. for a few years now. And uh, the primary role of my involvement is to look into the supply chain feasibility of what we have current and how we can improve on gaining economies of scale and getting most benefit to serve our end users that are our customers with our parent company in Saudi Arabia. Got it. So along those lines, for those of us who are not familiar with Aramco, could you please provide a little bit on what your supply chain looks like? You, you mentioned um, like your customers and your partners. Would it be possible to say like what type of companies those uh, partners and, and customers represent? Yeah. What we do here, the primary role is that we are a service company where we address requirements of our parent company based in Saudi Arabia. So we have different divisions here from where we source material and services that are needed to facilitate the process for the parent company in Saudi Arabia. So this includes contracting, sourcing, standardization, procurement, and logistics team, which is our department, helps connect all these supply chain elements so that we can procure on behalf of our parent company. And then we work with the different service providers to actually then ship the requirement of materials that is needed process to our systems to send them overseas to Saudi Arabia so that they can in real time use them as and when needed on site on ground. Great. Thank you for that overview. That's very helpful. So we're here to talk about technology projects. Is there one that you recently completed or something that you're currently working on that you'd like to share? Yes. Uh, in fact, we're very excited about this particular one. We've been in business for many years and we would handle our own logistics from ground zero. When I say ground zero, meaning sourcing, trucking, uh, packaging, uh, we would do the whole nine yard to deliver what we have for our end users, our customers. But over a period of time, we were not able to see the economies of scale that we could achieve by what we currently do as a practice, what the market would be using and here we decided to go with the 3PL model and use the services of freight forwarders who are actually greater subject experts on the shipping requirements and um, trade lanes. And uh, they collectively have better 
pricing strategies because they use volume of a lot of other clientele that they have and they have more bargaining power. So we decided to not only partner in with the 3PL, but in fact, use their skill set in terms of uh, shipping expertise, track and traceability, having some level of sophistication and automation where you have things on your fingertips where you can check shipments coming in, going out, real-time pictures, snapshots. You're able to track every step of your transaction before it actually reaches the end user. And that whole visibility brings in a lot of value to our supply chain, which we really did not have earlier. And we are in a position right now, it would take seconds to log in into a platform and check where is a particular purchase order, what shipping stage it is at, if it's already packed or not, if the pictures of the packing is available or not. And all this comes on the back end of using technologies, using systems, using tools that would help us gain that visibility so that we can pass on the benefits to our end users rather than having a very obsolete kind of a way that, you know, let, let's check some of our emails and let's uh, find out from the vendor or the buyer or what has happened. We can now independently log in to platforms and see and process and advise on what's going on. That is a huge, huge change that we have accomplished. We are into a couple of years of our change. We had some teething issues like any change model, but we are coming around to the fact that this model is here to stay and we have added that value and our end users get the most benefit out of that. Having fast responses, having complete visibility and ability to track and trace all steps is unprecedented and we hope that we can continue to build on it and take it forward. For that particular reason, we are even integrating their discussions where we can integrate some systems together so that you don't have to have multiple data entry points. So, you know, you upload or you update one data in one point and all the connected systems and processes get automatically updated to know what's happening with the shipment or the order. Got it. And just to make sure that I understand as well as the audience understands, this wasn't one particular piece of technology. It was a combination of several pieces of technology that became available to you and your team to use through the partnership with 3PL that you're doing business with. Yes, that's right. We kind of piggybacked on our... Uh service provider, the 3PL that we are using, but the integration continues even at that end. And I'll, I'll give you an example on this is we have airlines who have their track and trace modules. So we have shipments that we can track and check and that connect with the database of the systems of airlines and shipping lines where we can see real movement on if the shipments is already in transit, if it is sailed or not, if the aircraft is uh, landed or not, or the shipment is cleared customs or not. So the entire chain gets connected and it's intertwined with one another. So that availability and to piggyback on the systems of the 3PL is something that we basically taking advantage of what was available out there. I see. And so taking a step back, what was the problem you were trying to solve or what were some of the challenges that you were wrestling with prior to leveraging a 3PL to do this service for you? 
Francis, one of the key issues that we faced was getting real-time data. So when we have a query or when we have a shipment status, we would need to manually trace back our steps and always probably have to go back to the beginning to, okay, when did this arrive at the dock? What happened next? And did it went into the packing stage or did it tried up with a particular airline carrier and then we go to the next phase to find out which carrier we have used, what tracking number we have, what airway bill we have or shipping line. And then we go on to another platform to check if that ship has sailed or if that airline has already arrived. So we would have to not only go back to the beginning every single time, but to check this on different platforms before we can conclude that, you know, this is where the status of the shipment is. And the biggest drawback of that was if you are not very thorough with your research, you may end up conveying wrong data to your end user. And that would just reflect very poorly on us that we are not only giving inaccurate information, but the control is missing that, you know, sometimes shipments get stuck in transit. Sometimes we have delays and not able to capture real time on what is happening is a very poor reflection of a service considering that, you know, we are at the fore end of providing the service and not having that visibility was the biggest challenge. And it was a very manual and a tedious process where we have to rely on personnel and individuals. And then you have concerns on availability of individuals. As an example, we move different types of material. So if someone specializes in certain chemicals or certain spare parts or certain accessories, so we would need to work with that particular individual. And if, if someone's not available, then we are actually just waiting to see when we can get that information from that person whenever they're back on vacation or they're back in the office or if they haven't copied anyone else in the chain. So that was a large piece of this puzzle which was always missing. So that reliability goes away with this track and trace and technology platform that we're using without 3PL. Got it. Thank you. From Vector, we bring you Down to Freight, the podcast for supply chain, logistics, transportation, and warehousing professionals. Tune in to listen to industry experts as we explore the lessons they learned, business outcomes, and technology initiatives. Just search for Down to Freight on your favorite podcast channels. So I can see why that was important to the business. And you touched on a few of the use cases there. Can you share some of the other capabilities that you have now that you didn't prior to the 3PL service? And then along those lines, who are some of the other folks in the organization that are seeing benefits of this relationship? The other area where we see a considerable level of improvement was we had to reduce the managing of different service providers for us. Like we were dealing with half a dozen trucking companies and that was an accounting nightmare as well, where you have to audit the invoices and make sure you have the proof of deliveries and documents. And at the same time, we're dealing with multiple airlines where we have to then maintain relationships, have great negotiations and agreements. What changed is, all that gets clubbed under a 3PL contract where we pay for the services that we use. The negotiation, the space, the bookings, the arrangements, the auditing, the invoicing is based on a contract. And we work with a one-stop shop that provides the entire fast freight forwarding services to us. 
the advantages transcend not only from logistics it actually goes back to the first department with our procurement teams where we can offer them more reliability in terms of options that if we don't work with x amount of carriers we are stuck to use only what we have in our portfolio but working with the 3pl who probably have offices all across the globe they have more buying power so they work with more carriers so we can actually give direction that we want to move from point a to point b but they make the discretion on which is the fastest way to get from point a to point b and we don't have to actually pick and choose that and do a try and test model to see if it will work or not and then not only limited to procurement you know you do away with a lot of auditing part of uh, invoicing and the costings and using accounting and finance so we were feeding off on resources and we were extending the supply chain i would say unnecessarily extra long and that would just delay things in terms of output now that we have tried to make it as lean as possible so those advantages are visible to everyone and those platforms can be seen by everyone in the business like you know we share our you can have login details account details for anyone in the enterprise who can put in a reference number or a subject PO number or everything and they can see the entire visibility to it which we really didn't have before fantastic it definitely sounds like this partnership made a dramatic impact on the business specifically how do you measure the before and after or the ROI of the service that you're receiving first and foremost like i mentioned earlier visibility tracking and tracing that's number 1 number 2 your bottom line spend you are not overexposed in terms of your uh, financials number 3 the exposure and the risk involved that you are limiting yourself with our own practices where we have a warehouse facility to run we have to maintain forklifts we have to maintain labor and we have to do also you're out of that risk you've mitigated risk to not be exposed in terms of depending on scenarios where you want everything to work at the same time for you to move from point a to point b now it's the job of the 3pl who is already having those costs mitigated with having various other customers on their portfolio so our warehouse had our material only but with using a 3pl's warehouse they already have a running warehouse they already have a running facility they are already incurring insurance and warehousing and labor supply and everything we are one additional client of theirs where they offer the same services that they offer to anyone else and we are taking advantages of that got it so it seems like technology was an important requirement in your evaluation of a 3pl service provider what advice would you give to other folks out there who might thinking about a similar partnership as well as rolling out that initiative and everything else that comes with it francisco if you see technology is probably driving the entire global supply chain as of now i'm sure that you realize that so much happening in the tech sector we would only lose out on the advantages that comes with it of course there are some challenges you need to have systems that work processes that are very well defined but if we don't capitalize on the tech part of supply chain you are not gaining economies of scale that you would normally have and one of the recommendations that i can suggest is that there are models available 
Right now, we are at a 3PL level with our freight forwarder, but there are organizations that have gone over and beyond to use a 4PL or a 5PL where you have subject matter experts to do what they need to do. So for our requirement, we need material from point A to point B and everything in between is handled and operated by someone who is an expert in that field. And in their field line of expertise, they have their track interest modules, they have their visibility, technologies and tools that they are always up to speed with the market practices. So if there is a new tool or a reporting mechanism that is available, they would be the first one to take that edge over their competitors to bring it to us as customers that, you know, this is something new and this is something we're planning to do. And we may not see that if we were doing it on our own because we are no subject matter experts on really deciding the packing. And, you know, as an oil and gas company, we would want those who know how to pack a particular shipment, those who know what the risk associated with our, they would do what they do best. And for us, we get the output. We need the material in a timely manner, in good integrity, in a working condition, under the KPIs that we have set with our 3PL, and we'll pay a fair price for that. So those, I probably think that those who are already using this model know the advantages and those that are not, you need to come to speed with the tech available out there. And there are a lot of options. People have gone to an extent of using blockchain and, you know, that's that's the next frontier and how shipping lines on airlines and how they will build on that. But not being part of the tech changes that's around you, you're eventually going to be left behind from your competition. So I think tech helps a lot. It comes with say, its own uh, pain points. You have your learning curves, but definitely has more advantages that you need to gain in this very fiercely competitive world out there. Got it. So you mentioned early on about potential integrations, and then you kind of talked about blockchain. What is next on the horizon for this particular project or any other technology initiatives you're planning? Currently, one thing that we are planning, and we already have some discussions underway where we want to integrate systems like, you know, Every organization have their own platforms, their own ERP modules, and our 3PL has its own. We have our own. So one frontier that we are trying to reach is systems talking to one another. And that would be the next best thing because at this current stage, with different systems working, there's a a lot of risk of uh, data duplication, data errors. And this is where you have people who key in with keystrokes in real time. And if it's not done right, it has a long-term impact that unless and until the mistake or the error is traced at some supply chain level, it remains in the system. But once you start integrating, once you start having systems to talk to each other, so you can press a keystroke here and everything else on all platforms with all your parties in the supply chain have the same visibility to the same keystroke that you've entered once. So that's the next level that we're trying to pursue where we have way where our 3PL has their system and they are talking to our system. And between the two platforms, data flows seamlessly in between. Awesome. Well, Muhammad, thank you for sharing your 3PL lessons learned. I certainly learned a lot about service provider evaluations and what capabilities I should look out for. And I'm sure our audience will appreciate these insights. And so for that, I thank you for your time and spending some of your time with us today.
No, thank you so much. I know this was a discussion for some time and, you know, finally we were able to get to some normality and, you know, we were back in office 100% and uh, I look forward to hearing back on this and uh, hopefully it can add some value to those who are listening and uh, really appreciate and thank you for the opportunity. Absolutely. That was Down to Freight, bringing you the stories and lessons from supply chain, logistics, transportation, and warehousing professionals. Listen to the other episodes in Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. Down to Freight is sponsored by Vector, the leader in electronic bill of lading and logistics workflow solutions.